So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. We're in. This is it. All right. (laughs) Welcome to Feature Creep, colon. (laughs) Built-in microwave. Semi-colon. Oh, man. Uh, The update in the war on Christmas. Yes. Or how to support your troops on the war on Christmas. How to to re-support your troops in the war on Christmas again, again. Again, again. Yes. Great, greatening the war on Christmas again, again. Greatening, embiggening, <laughs> embiggening. <laughs> Make the war on Christmas greater, great again. So, yeah. um, we are doing this episode because uh, we have reached. We've been podcasting for over a year. So, yay us, go team! And we. <laughs> <laughs> and so, one of the first episodes we did was. Um, was all about the war on Christmas. Um, And so we thought it would be fun to kind of, you know, revisit that. Um, Yeah. So this year the war on Christmas got a huge boost because no one's allowed to go anywhere. And so, yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, so if you are, this one's a tricky one this year. So if you're a responsible participant in society and you stay home and quarantine during Christmas, you hate Christmas. But if you go to your relative's house, you hate strangers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I mean I think at this point like if you go mingle with your family at Christmas um you know and obviously you're killing your parents and it's not a euphemism Yeah I mean basically the main thing is like you know we really understand now how covid is transmitted and um you know gathering of people and exposure of other people is really not the way to go um especially since we're so close, it'd be such a tragedy to say, kill your parents, you know, month, a few months before they had access to a vaccine. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of just something to think about. Um, and I think, I think we could just do a little bit of, uh, if you, if this is your first episode listening to us, or if you did not listen to our previous war on Christmas episode, um, let's just do a really quick recap, which is that, um, in the present day version of the war on Christmas is basically used to, uh, is, has been used in the media to denote Christmas related controversies, right? So, um, <laughs> Christmas related controversies. Yeah. See the hyphenation in that. Yeah. It's just, it's just, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the whole idea is kind of ridiculous to me because it's like, I, I don't, I am not a religious person, so I don't know, but I imagine that one, you know, if one has beliefs, they would be undaunted by what other people are doing and be more focused on themselves and practicing whatever beliefs they have. Right. Um, and so the idea that some corporate machine could like 
infringe on your your ability to celebrate Christmas is really kind of seems a little bit ludicrous to me. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the term was popularized by conservative commentators such as Peter Brimlow and or Brimlow Brimlow and Bill O'Reilly beginning in the early two thousands. Um, oh, that's right. And so, you know, a lot of it was, uh, you know, a lot of this is basically like, you know, couched in terms of like pushback against the idea that you can't wish people a Merry Christmas because now we have to say happy holidays because what we would be like considerate of other people's belief systems, that is absurd. Um, or whatever they think is, you know, uh, uh but yeah, anyway, um, it, a lot of it is like a reaction to being politically correct or an attempt to, you know, stir the flames there. Um, yeah, it's like, it's just propaganda. It's just propaganda bullshit. Um, uh, you know, some of the better, uh, I think some of the better Christmas controversies or war on Christmas stuff is always around like Starbucks cups. Um, those are just some of my yes, favorites. That's so bizarre. Uh, just because it's like, um, you know, Starbucks, being the you know multinational conglomerate corporation or whatever the fuck they are um you know basically looking to market their their coffee to people would then maybe make a, a sort of festive holiday season style cup that might be sort of pseudo christmas related but it was always not enough christmas for the people for the haters and too much christmas for the other haters and um you know it's just it's just it always kind of just marks the beginning of um of christmas season for me as someone basically bringing up the concept of the war on christmas which is always great um it's yeah i there's an article from vox.com yeah uh how Starbucks's annual holiday cup became a battleground for the heart and soul of America. Yes. It's so great. With the tagline, when a cup is more than just a cup. <laughs> oh man. So every, every year Starbucks unveils their, their lineup of holiday cups. Yeah. With disposable options and then like a reusable one that you can pay for. And, people like for 20 years people have been paying attention to the design of these holiday cups uh-huh <laughs> um apparently there was a really controversial red cup yeah the red cup was like such a big deal um the, the iconic yet controversial red cup as vox describes it I don't know why it was controversial. I mean, it's. Do you know why the red one was such a problem? I got to I'm going to find out. So hold on. Um, red cup controversy. I'm sure there's a million. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was. Uh, uh, do you realize that somebody complaining on the internet christian internet evangelist joshua fairstein launched a counter war on starbucks striking back is what he perceived to be their cup-based war on christmas in a video titled starbucks removed christmas from their cups because they hate jesus <laughs> so yes, i that's pranked right. them and they hate it 
he outlined his complaint. Do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take Christ and Christmas off their brand new cups? That's why they're just plain red. In fact, do you realize that Starbucks isn't allowed to say Merry Christmas to customers? Uh (laughs) The prank that this guy pulled was he told a barista his name was Merry Christmas, so they'd have to write it on his cup. Yeah, it's been, um, it's interesting, like, there's some argument that one of the reasons his videos have been so popular is not because people agree with him, but it's because people disagree with him. With one of the top comments being liked was uh, the top comment at, on one posting was, it's been a while since I've seen such a stunning display of ignorance. Well done. Yeah. Also, the Starbucks cup has never had Jesus on it. So right. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like they removed it, but whatever. Right. It's cool. Right. Get upset. Yes. About <laughs> cups. I mean, I love, I love kind of the lineup of Starbucks cups where it's just like every every Christmas or every sort of winter holiday season. Um, especially as a non-Christian atheist, I definitely don't need to be. Um, you know, yeah, I think we all know where Ned lands on the war on Christmas. Um, <laughs> which is to say, it just seems absurd. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, please, by all means, celebrate Christmas. Good job. Um, How I feel about Christmas is like World War One trench warfare and mustard gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what war I. Uh huh. I mean, definitely, like, <laughs> like my personal trauma involving Christmas is definitely on the in that realm, right? Like it's it definitely skews more towards like World War One trenches and mustard gas than it does like happy family time. Like it's you yeah. know what I mean. Um, I think the year that I tried, so Damon's family makes these mimosas that have amaretto in them, uh-huh. so they're like it's not just normal where you have like um, orange juice and champagne which yeah. is not when you mix the two of them together that's not super alcoholic but when you substitute in like i don't know exactly what the recipe is but it's it's one of those things where you get just like whole cups of stuff like one cup of this one cup of this one cup of this one it's like a wapatui but for christmas uh-huh. maybe. anyway i think that particular christmas was more like the civil war and somebody had like a wooden spoon between my teeth while they were sawing my leg off and all I had was whiskey <laughs> to help with the pain. Uh-huh. That was a brutal Christmas. I uh-huh. was I was in bad shape after those mimosas. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I've definitely like somebody... I, I've definitely had some moments like that. Um although generally it was always like my my step family was involved. Um uh-huh. Which is funny because like any kind of individual in my step family, I'm generally like okay with. It's just sort of like, well, anyway, we don't need to get into it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, anyway. So the lineup of star, like I'm just looking at a lineup of Starbucks cups from like 2009 to 2015, yeah. and like each one is like, you know, this one has snowflakes on it, and this one has like a snowy scene and a and a person like sledding, and this one has a snowman and this one has sort of Christmas garlands and this one has sort of, you know, red with um, like a vague sense of like Christmas trees in the background. It's just Mm -hmm. the idea that, that Starbucks cups were somehow not a hundred percent pandering to a Christian audience is absurd to me. Um, Like it's not like they're bright blue with like um, 
a you know, with Mino- yeah, them. a star David on them or a menorah or something. <laughs> a menorah. Which, to be honest, like I would, I would appreciate those just as much as I do the Christmas cups. Which is to say that I don't subscribe to any religion, but um, I do appreciate festivities. So, who else's holidays get trampled underfoot for like the Santa and Jesus? Like Santa and Jesus have just melded into a single person at this point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like it's just. In they're like irretrievable. Yes, right. <laughs> They've become the same. Pretty soon, somebody's going to be confused. Like Jesus, brown-haired, brown-haired white person. Jesus uh-huh. is like the young version of like Santa Claus or something. It's going to get all confused. Yeah. Um. I was just looking at the 2017 cup. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's controversial because it has hands that are holding each other. Oh, but yes. You can't see who the hands are attached to. So it could be people who are the same. Like, and uh, like BuzzFeed was like totally gay, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> As in, like, yeah, that, the funny those, thing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, those hands are gay. But um, I like the one from 2017 because it feels to me like what has been over the real controversy that's been overlooked here is the fact that most of the artwork looks stolen from the Ronald McDonald Foundation, including the stripy armed hand that's holding another hand, Uh like Ronald McDonald's arm. And I think that there's some kind of like, corporate intellectual property theft here going on and oh. that's the real controversy but nobody seems to nobody seems to that right i'm the only one i'm here alone with this uh-huh i mean it's well, possible now you're they, here with me and now I'm, I'm here with you 100 i support the war the war on, i support our troops in the war on christmas 100 right yeah whatever that whatever that means. whatever that means yeah <laughs> it means different things to different people <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep yep oh man (laughs) so yeah and then like the 2016 cup had a lot of like frilly scroll worky fussy design elements to it yeah it kind of had a mosaic like um they had one that was kind of like a mosaic one which was like a lot of different faces um on a green background i think uh, oh, yeah, 20, get... you're talking about 2016 or? Well, they have multiple types. They do. Yeah. They that's the other thing. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, they announce it every November. So I'm assuming the holiday cups must be out for this year. I'm going to, I'm going to Google it right now. 20, or well, DuckDuckGo it. I've been using DuckDuckGo instead of Google. Good job. Yeah. That's the way to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's really great. I, the funny thing is, like, I think of uh, Starbucks holiday cups as like ugly sweater cups. Like, they're basically like all the cups have to wear an ugly sweater, uh, ugly Christmas sweater because they're mm-hmm. always of that style, right? Like, they kind of have this like cartoonish kind of you know Christmas trees and snowflakes and reindeer and um, you know gingerbread houses and and like weird christmas ornament shapes and snowmen and carolers and whatever anyway um yeah i the whole thing is just kind of absurd to me but i thought um i thought this would be a good one to kind of commemorate our our year-long stint on podcasting yeah we've made it a year by accident by accident i love that there's all these people out there who are like they would probably love nothing more than to have a podcast and we just kind of did it by accident (laughs) yes 
Like, well, I guess we made it to a year. I, like, I mean, we do care. But yeah, <laughs> I have some. Um, I have some friends who've been really impressed with it because they were like, um, like they're much more into like they are more performative with audio. They do more regular gigs. They have like this is kind of their jam, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and he, I it was just a really nice compliment that he was like, man, he's like, I know you guys said you started a podcast around the same time we did, but I just can't keep up with you like you guys are just turning them out um <laughs> but did he comment on the quality <laughs> oh well that's what i asked um and he's like no man like it's fine like i mean obviously we're doing doing uh, uh quantity over quality a little bit um i mean i think the big the big thing about this podcast is just that it's um it's our own personal diary of exciting things and people right. can tune in and out as they want um which is the I, impression yeah I, I was just going to say, whenever you're ready, I have found the Holiday Cups for yes. 2020. Let's get into that. Tell me about the Holiday Cups so, for 2020. Uh, um, the Starbucks, I'm on the sto- Stories and News, Starbucks Stories and News website, uh, November 20th, or, sorry, November 10th, 2020. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six different cups backgrounds range in color from brick red to pink to regular red navy blue kind of like sea foamy green colors they have abstract geometric candy canes on them and the stripes on the candy canes are in coordinating colors and the cups change color when you put hot liquid in them so oh that's fun yeah so on your next, it says on your next coffee run, pick up a thoughtful gift, blah, blah, blah. Cold cups and color changing cups, coffee themed ornaments, whatever. They also have, it looks like the holiday cup is green and changes to red when you put hot in it. Oh. So there's a, a set of six cups. Anyway, I don't want this to turn into a Star Fox ad because I can't stand them. <laughs> but I, these cups are really fucking cool. Yes. And I love color changing things. Yeah. Um, oh, and they're reusable. So, so these are the reusable, are. like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't know what the ones that they've printed, like the paper cups that they printed in store. Okay. So I found, I found those. Um, oh, what do they look like this year? And these are definitely uh, these. Are they gu- guaranteed to offend? I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, I mean, at this point, like, it's, it's funny to me, like, in some ways, um, in some ways, like, we can align with, with, uh, with conservative, conservative is such a benign word for basically like hate mongers. Um, Mm -hmm. like we can align horizontal stripes. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of horizontal stripes. Like I was going to say, we can align with, um, we can align with hate mongers in the sense that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Starbucks is maybe a problem, right? Um, <laughs> yes. But maybe for different reasons, like their their choice of cup design is not the problem. Um, right. We're going to overlook the like labor violations and conflicts and environmental devastation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And globalization what what I really want to focus on today <laughs> are the horizontal placement of stripes on your holiday cup. Right. <laughs> this is <laughs> so, this is uh, yeah. we're escalating this topic to crisis. Yeah. So if you can um, if you can imagine <laughs> like 
basically making the argument that Starbucks is like the the cornerstone of the war on Christmas. Um, and then you look at these cups where so like this year there's a ribbon design one that is basically like it looks like wrapping paper and one of the um, you know each line is like one of them's like a sort of a dark green with like very light green stars and diamonds and another one's like candy cane stripes and another one is sort of snowflakes repeated like a ribbon of like a decorative ribbon like going all the yeah, way around the cup yep. another yep. one says carry yeah. the merry carry the merry it's just sort of like carry the merry yeah. seems to be repetitive there's another one that's sort of gift wrapped with uh like a dark green background a ribbon that wraps around it sort of um i would yeah. say sort of half half cocked but there's probably a nicer yeah. way of saying um, what this looks like to me yeah. is a hastily constructed holiday crime scene yes <laughs> Where in the background, there's like confetti scattered everywhere and uh-huh. then like some hastily strung up caution uh, tape caution tape that says carry the Mary instead. Yes. <laughs> that should be the headline. Starbucks new holiday 2020 cups of coffee crime. Uh-huh. <laughs> coffee crime scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of ribbony looking stuff. There's one that has just color blocks, red, uh, pine, dark pine green, and then seafoam green uh-huh. color blocks. And it's just says Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> oh, good times. So funny. Um, I really like the one that's red background bright red background with sort of abstract um diamond and star shapes in yes. dark green superimposed yeah that is painful to look at it is it is it's kind of great um really high contrast <laughs> it's really high contrast the the lighting and the photography work makes it just pop in a way that is like jarring and painful to mm. like catch in the corner of your eye um, uncomfortable yeah yeah it's an uncomfortable amount of um and you can imagine, so these are the like the promo shots, right? And so yeah. the promo shots are um, a, they use a really, that, so what they're using is like probably like a, um, like they're using some kind of like telephoto lens and they're zoomed in real tight crop and they're using a really wide open um, aperture so that the depth of field is real narrow. So the only thing you can see a cup that's probably on some wood counter, the background is entirely blurred out. There's a little bit of bokeh, which is the um, term used for when lights make that um, those light blobs in the background, the like unfocused Mm. light blobs. So there's uh, a strong element of bokeh going on the lighting. So the cup is reflected in the sort of um, glossy surface of the wood countertop. And Mm -hmm. so you have these cups that are just like, and the lighting is that sort of soft, warm temperature lighting because you can see the white of the plastic um, cover is a little bit warm right it's not like a bright white like a cool white so uh (laughs) it's just (laughs) like a lot went into these photos that are just showing off like what is i i find that the i i actually i don't mind the crime scene and the the ribbon one we described earlier but definitely agree with you that the the last two the bright red with the like the dark green diamond shapes are is just like ear blast or eye blasting um yeah, and the totally. 
and the also the last cup that's the like the brand wrapping that's just like this like massive blocked out giant font starbucks is it just looks kind like of billboards. it does look like billboards exactly yeah it's weird <laughs> I, these cups i think it's probably cute that like someone somewhere worked really hard to score the like ad campaign for this like whether it was internal or they hired out or whatever i don't know but yeah. somebody was really excited to be the person who got to take those pictures of those cups yes yeah oh yeah i mean i, I like honestly if you're a photographer like that's a great gig right like you get to photograph you know i'm sure they yeah. probably have like a corporate photographer somewhere um or several or maybe they like contract them out i don't know but um mm -hmm. yeah as a photographer this this right here is exactly why i I steered away from photography as a career course uh, yeah. or I just, I was studying film and video in England and I was like a good year into it when I started to realize that I was like the way that you make money is doing this right here, photographing mm -hmm. like corporate things and like getting yep. corporate gigs where you're taking photographs of things and people that to me was like, I don't have any interest in that. I don't want to get in bed with advertising, which is exactly what you need to do to be, you know, successful as a photographer. I wasn't like, I think I thought I had this like grand idea that I was going to be like an artist and I was going to like, you know, do shows somewhere and, and maybe, but it's like one in a thousand photographer artists are going to be able to like make a living like that at best. I imagine like, I don't know what the real numbers are, but anyway, um, I mean, I I blame Christmas, obviously. I blame Christmas, yes, obviously. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah, I just, I squarely place the blame on Christmas for your failed photography career. <laughs> That's fair. It was over before it even started. It was. It was over before it even started. You poor little guy, you never even stood a chance. Way back, way back in the early 50s when modern Christmas or whatever was born, that's when my career was ended. Let's go eat some tinsel. Let's go eat some tinsel. <laughs> some like lead-based tinsel or whatever the fuck it is. There's some, I so, forget, there was yeah. a tinsel that was like super flammable, like it was like. Yeah, we talked about this. I'm like pretty sure we researched it. Yeah. Um, who can say? We've done over 100 say? episodes at this point. We don't remember any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're all kind of spur of the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about the tinsel because people used to put it in their tree and it's flammable, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking it up now. Um, yeah, I'm so like modern tinsel is plastic, right? But um, yeah. let's see. So uh, let's see. There was... Uh, it was created like... So there was lead foil for a while, which is great. So it's just like lead poisoning. Um, I'm trying to look and see. I don't see any reference to. Oh, uh, so there was also aluminum Christmas trees, um, which were made from flammable aluminized paper. <laughs> So, yeah, there were aluminum Christmas trees were basically aluminized the paper. Who decided, was this person an arsonist? Like, right? Um, from about 1958 until about the mid 1960s, uh, these trees basically had foil needles. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so the problem, of course, was that um, I'm looking to see where the actual flamm- flammability issue was. And they don't seem to talk about it on the actual website, but um, it does seem to be mentioned in the uh, in the in the tinsel website. Um, anyway, <laughs> definitely lead based tinsel, which was a problem. Um, oh man, which is just kind of hilarious to me. Everything um, you love is made out of something that's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Just whoever you are, this is a universal human truth at this point. If you're alive right now, uh-huh. you can hear this. Yeah. <laughs> everything you love is going to kill you <laughs> painfully. Oh, this is interesting. Possibly with though. fire. Yeah. Well, this won't kill you. In, well, it might still. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but according to the uh, OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, um, tinsel is derived from an old French word, estesen, estensile, uh, meaning okay. sparkle. Okay. How is it spelled? E S T I N C E L E E. I'm sorry, E L E. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll send it to you in the chat. You'd probably be able to pronounce it better than me. Um, Estencel. Estencel. Yeah. Uh, Which means sparkle. So I don't know. That's kind of cool. I also love like whenever you read about history and manufacture and like especially like consumer goods, it's always like um you run into like world war one and the demand for metal for creating war machines. And Mm -hmm. so then like this massive, like changeover from whatever used to be done to some other product, um, some substitute because people had like, we had no metal because everything went towards the manufacture of sure of giant war machines for killing shit. I mean, people, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. Um, yeah, so bizarre. It is. I also, uh, have you, do you know about the tradition of putting a pickle on the tree? I know about it. I don't, or I should say I know of it. I don't know. um, There's like you hide a little pickle ornament on the tree and whoever finds it gets a special prize. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because it's, we don't have enough prizes already. Yeah. It's Christmas. Um, We need a special prize. Um, Another special prize that's not the same as the other special prizes that everybody else gets because it's Christmas. <laughs> we need tiered special prizes. I love I love the um the Wikipedia article suggesting that it was it's commonly believed that Americans um Oh, the tradition is commonly believed by Americans to come from Germany. Um but this is probably apocryphal. Germans don't What did Germans sauerkraut maybe I don't see kraut on the tree right um <laughs> I mean I don't see mustard it, it like it's funny too because it's like I like anything like this I know it like probably stems back to like some like marketing campaign right it's just like well, I thought Christmas trees were like German to begin with oh I don't I don't know that's a good question um according to Wikipedia mm-hmm. um the origin of the modern Christmas tree um, is sort of like, yeah, is early modern Germany um, yeah. during the Renaissance and early modern genera- G- Germany. Right. So that was like 16th century origins, um, sometimes mm-hmm. associated with Protestant Christian reformer Martin Luther, uh, 
yeah, who is said to have first added lighted candles to an evergreen tree. Um, the earliest known firmly dated representation of a Christmas tree is on the keystone sculpture of a private home in Turkheim, um, then part of Germany, today part of France. And that was 1576. So, I think it's kind of funny that we go out and chop down trees and then drag them inside to die in our living room slowly. It is it is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Um, Not a fan. I want a big fake pink one. I've always, uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure you can get that. Does that, oh, for sure that must you exist. You can yeah. get ones that like rotate and play music and light up and all sorts of fabulous things. Yeah. I, uh, I've always done, um, I've always like used a house plant on top of like boxes or like other, other things I'm not using, mm-hmm. like on top of a table. And, um, I've always been perfectly happy with that. I have the tree from the peanuts. Oh, you do? Yeah, the little like saggy one that's like this is bent over. Yeah, that one's yeah. so good. It's in my basement. I have, I have holiday gear in a bin, and it's three pumpkins and a sad Christmas tree. Three pumpkins and a sad Christmas tree. <laughs> 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 and some like light, you know, like lights for Halloween. Uh-huh. But I'm. Our house is like such a freak show that you know those yeah. lights just stay up all year round. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna probably put um, put some lights up outside on my porch to augment the ones that you gave me, which I really like. Um, I have green ones everywhere because I haven't given up on the kind of like creepy, mad scientist lab that nice. that color creates, and I like how other colors look under bathed in green light. You know. Yeah. I like I how red looks under green light. I like those ones that are like offensive. The um, they're they're like black light purple. Um, the like they're modern day like LED Christmas lights that are like black mm-hmm. light purple for Halloween, and they're yeah. you know like they hurt your brain to look at them. Um, yeah, yeah, like those ones are like definitely um, hostile. Speaking of hostile architecture, <laughs> yep. I want my house to feel like a morgue when you come into it. Be forewarned. <laughs> That's great. You need to talk to my friend, the mortician. She would be uh, be able to advise you on that front. I told you my friend a couple blocks away. Had, oh, I should ask him what he's doing with it. Yeah. A friend of mine is divesting from a number of his items because he's downsizing and he has an old autopsy table that I would oh, love to get my hands on. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Would it weather well? Like, could you put it in the garden in the no more pain no. hospital and resuscitation? No, it would have to probably stay inside the house. Oh, because it's like he yeah, has it's it like now. I'm going old. to ask yeah. him right now. I'm going to text him. What are you? <laughs> this makes for an exciting podcast. And then we waited for a few minutes while Meg based on a text message. Um, <clears throat> your autopsy. But that autops ta- autopsy table, I have not seen it. Um, but you have described it to me. Um, <clears throat> it's magnificent. Yeah, it's, it's very minimalistic. It's very small. Yeah, made out of wood. Has some hand cranks for leveraging it one direction or another. Uh, it's shellacked somehow, but heavily stained. Uh huh. Is it? Um, so it's not like wood. Like it's like a metal. Like it has a metal base. So. It's wood, mostly comprised of wood. Okay. With some metal parts and gears and things that allow you to like turn the cranks to 
to shift its orientation and you know how many legs does it have like four or is it like a central one with like a central postal i don't remember sorry just curious what the um man i just like i i you know autopsy autopsy tables are really interesting because they're like these like basically these sort of shallow long body length sinks um (laughs) which is just like it's just so um they're so purpose-built right like they're built to like methodically deconstruct a body and explore like everything going on with the like this dead human um, yeah, like everything about them is designed to facilitate that. Like they raise up to a length that, or to a height that works. A lot of them have like, um, you know, they're they're set to they kind of have like that chot like that butcher block kind of draining channel so that like any fluids and things can be collected and not you know just go right onto the floor. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. They're just really like. It, like speaking of design, like the way an autopsy table is designed is just really like fascinating to me. Um, yes. It's such an interesting tool. And it's so, I think uh, death in our society is such a funny thing because it's so marketed as like um, something that you need to hide away from. And so that's why, and and that's pushed by um, more uh, like uh, internment company. What do you call them? Um Morgs. Grave diggers? Well, not just grave diggers, but, you know, um, like it's an industry. Like death is an industry in the U.S. especially, right? And so yeah. it's owned by large corporations that own most of the um, most of the morgues in the entire country. Um, you know, to work for one of them is always like kind of a sweatshop. Um, they don't, you know, the, everything they do, like all the marketing around it is designed for people to be like afraid of death so that you want to go pay money to these people to handle it for you. Um, it's sad, really. Uh, yeah. You know, their tie into religion and the way that they like work with churches and things to make it all just that much more miserable is just sort of fucked up. Like the fact that it's like how much it costs to deal with like the loss of a loved one just from a practicality point yeah, of view. Yeah, it's super expensive. Yeah, it's super expensive. Like thousands um, of dollars. Yeah, thousands of dollars in order for you to even just, you know, legally get rid of your loved one's body and remains and then forget about like having a nice like, you know, experience with it. I don't know. Just because up. we're bereaved, that doesn't make us saps. Yeah, well, apparently you're wrong because <laughs> this is our most modestly priced receptacle. <laughs> right. God. <laughs> here's what I here's what I say. Yeah. I say mortuary. Em- embalm your relatives. Just embalm take your, over. Just, just take over. Just do it fine. yourself. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. You'll figure it out. People uh-huh. have been doing this for centuries to uh-huh. other people. What, yeah. What is there to even know? Just go with your instincts. They're your family. <laughs> just go with your six. Just, Listen, you know that bottle of apple cider vinegar you've been keeping forever. <laughs> Sorry, I have this great idea. It's the holiday season, so we know you're going to be going through the Starbucks drive-through constantly because it's your only excuse to get out of the house uh-huh. without leaving your car. Yeah, and you're going to collect all those holiday cups. You're going to take them home. You're going to coat all of them with foil. And you're going to build your own autopsy table out of that. And then you're going to put that on top of your Christmas tree where Uh, the angel usually goes. (laughs) 
And this is how you're going to win the war on Christmas this year. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Sure. I think it's just going to tie the whole thing together. Yeah. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, we've discovered that like paper coated in foil. Yeah. Aluminum like, foil. Aluminum foil coated paper is like super durable yes. when it comes to holiday decor. So yeah. Light a bunch of candles under that tree too. I mean, on the around, yes. you know, yeah. So I, I did get a response. Oh, you did. Um, I did say, what are you planning to do with your autopsy table? And I was possibly gently corrected. It currently uncertain about the cooling table. So it's a cooling table. Oh, so it may not be the actual table that they cut people up on. It may be the table that your butt cools off on before they transfer you to the autopsy table. And I may be incorrect about this. However. Yes. Uh, I threw my hat in the ring to be the caretaker of said table should he divest of it sometime this spring. Nice. Nice. I said, I will babysit it and grant you the ability to take it back at any future date. And visitation in the meantime. Interesting. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So there's like cadaver cooling tables. So basically the table yep. that you put in the fridge or the freezer. It looks like, yeah, it's like this skinny little table. Like yeah. a person would basically just, you just kind of like put them on it. And <clears throat> it's not a big table. It's this... You know when you go into a doctor's office now and there are those uh, giant tables that usually have like the foot rests in them for doing like pelvic exams, but you don't necessarily, they do all kinds of exams on the tables. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they're kind of like the back end of them is always angled so that you're sitting kind of upright, but kind of laying down. Yes. Yeah. It's like, imagine that, but instead of it being made out of like these giant metal cabinets and like weird vinyl upholstery, it's just... The type of wood that you would make an apple crate out of. Okay, sure. Yeah, kind I got of, it. And like it's that it's, thin. It's uh -huh. not thick. It's yeah. not substantial. And it's basically just a surface. It's not, there's no compartments below it. There's no cabinetry. There, it's not like a substantial piece of furniture. <clears throat> Certainly not like the autopsy tables you might think of from like current day true crime type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, do you remember, this is like the autopsy table equivalent of like, do you remember those old wheelchairs that kind of looked like a wicker rocking chair, but with wheels on it? Yes. Yep. Like that. Like gotcha. super basic. Yep. Yep. Barely framed in. Yes. Okay. Sure. I can picture it now. Um, um, looks right at home in a mad scientist lab. Fantastic. But not like a 1950s mad scientist in the atomic era, like an like an 1800s mad scientist in right. the operating theater. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Everything was made by hand, so it wasn't like huge, you know, industrial stuff. Right. Right. <clears throat> it's gotcha. a very cool table. <laughs> it's a very cooling table. <laughs> <laughs> you should get everybody listening should buy one for themselves and their loved ones for Christmas this year. <laughs> Maybe we need to. Um, maybe that's what we need to do: is go into production and make a bunch of little models of it, and then gift it to all of our friends. This is genius. Yeah, I got you this tiny little cooling table. A what? Well, let me explain. Yeah, let me explain. Um, yeah, so that's an uplifting, cheery thing for Christmas to think about. Um, 
I mean, I suppose if there's a war on Christmas, somebody's going to die, right? Like that's kind of part of the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that's sad. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I imagine um I think this time of year is often like actually really hard for a lot of people. Uh like emotionally. Like I think that some people really enjoy it, but it's like, you know, those of us who have had just such a like a track record of just horrible family experiences at some point you just become kind of bitter about <laughs> Christmas, you know? It's just like fuck that holiday. Like that's just a shitty time of year. Um cuz it's always <clears throat> yeah. like I've always noticed with my own family, um, they often use the word family in a way that 100% of the time it's interchangeable with the word guilt. And so if they ever say the word family, you can just swap in the word guilt and it means exactly what they mean. So mm. it becomes this thing where it's like, okay, so uh, Christmas time is a guilt time and it's time for guilt and it's time to have lots of guilt around you, um, surround yourself with guilt, make sure that you interact with guilt as much as possible. Um, visit all of your guilt as much, you know, as spend all your time with your guilt. Um, really spread your guilt around, spread it around. Um, you know, give gifts to your guilt. Like, you know, it's, and, and for me, I'm just like, I like, it's just such a, so shitty. Because it's so inflicted, like they're just so like intent on like putting it on you, like but guilt, but guilt, but you need to have this guilt. Um, yeah. And I just think that's sad because it's like, well, that's not a good feeling. I thought it was about where's where's the carry the Mary. Well, like carry that Mary. Yeah. I don't think you're carrying your Mary right now. <laughs> exactly. I. Um, is Mary portable? Let's really get down to the heart of this. Uh-huh. Can you even carry Mary? I think if you had two people, you could easily carry the Mary. Like you and I do a great time carrying Mary around wherever we go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it's yeah. harder by yourself. It's an easy it's- load when there's two of you. It's easy with a friend. It's really difficult by yourself. I, I would think. I think so too. I think like if you're doing it by yourself, you're more like dragging Mary. Mm-hmm. For, uh, carrying is not possible. You have to just leverage one end of Mary, yes. and the other end is dragging on the ground, no matter what. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a two or more person activity. There's mm-hmm. room for plenty, but it's definitely yeah. by yourself. You're just dragging it wherever you're going. It's just dragging on the ground. The favorite thing, my favorite thing. Like bloody stumps on the one end. Yeah. Light as a feather, stiff as a board with your holiday Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody holiday Mary. Bloody holiday Mary. That's good. Good times. Yeah, Yeah. We do bring Mary, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. Of a kind. Of, of a kind. Yes. <laughs> of a sort. Of a sort. Um, I, uh, I have some, I, I, I'm sort of like ramping up my holiday tradition of <laughs> dealing with like complicated medical issues right before the holiday. Uh-huh. Uh, which is not something I've done by choice. 
in the past. But yeah. this year I'm diving in headfirst of my own accord. <laughs> nice. uh, so I'm going to go see the Mayo Clinic about whatever's wrong with my neurological wiring. All the shit that's s- fucked up. See if they can fix my head. That's exciting. Are you excited <laughs> about that? That's a Mary Mayo Clinic visit. I'm sick of telling people about the problem. So maybe this will be one of the last times I have to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably too much to ask. Yeah. I'm probably setting myself up for a crushing failure there. Right. No expectations. Um, no expectations. Mm, Just can't yeah. have expectations going into that. We'll just um, see. It's basically like if what's wrong with me is what maybe is wrong what we maybe think is wrong with me is my brain is interpreting that there is like stimuli in the environment that was there at one time but is no longer there and now my brain keeps reacting to it even though it's not happening anymore (laughs) it's good good times good times (laughs) i'm stuck in the past Uh, Uh, fantastic fantastic um well, I that seems like so. Do you have a tip for living well in hell? Then, oh my God, floss your teeth. Floss your teeth. Okay. Fla- like this. Don't do it like once a week. Like every time you fucking brush your teeth, yeah. which should be at least twice a day, you should floss your teeth as well. Yeah. Because uh, it's really bad for you not to brush your teeth and floss your teeth, and it's one of those things where if you keep up on it, it's like no big deal. Just know you have to do it every 12 hours. You have to do it all the time. Like you're constantly cleaning the the hole at the top end and the hole at the bottom end. And like they're two ends of the same thing and it's really gross and dirty in there. So like brush your teeth a lot and also bathe. But uh, mostly the toothbrushing and the flossing. Uh-huh. This is my because like hell is bad enough without gingivitis. Yes. I don't have gingivitis. Because I am like obsessive compulsive about my teeth. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. Uh, I'm just telling you, this is a good thing, especially at Christmas when you're downing all of that Mary. Yes. Yeah. A lot of sugary Mary. A lot of sugary Mary going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brush and floss twice a day, every tw- like every 12 hours. Even more than that if you want to, for real, seriously. Because yeah. like, all that stuff that gets gunked up on your teeth is biofilm, which is like... Gross when you say it. <laughs> it's so gross when you say it. It's like bacterial coral reefs living on your teeth. That's what that is. Yeah, it's 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 pretty gnarly. Um, but like all that stuff can break off and get into your bloodstream if your gums are not in good condition. And then that can give you heart problems. And the shit can actually like kill you and really mess up your digestive tract and cause all kinds of like insane health problems. No lie. Yeah, it's super bizarre like how um how strongly connected that is to mm-hmm. a lot of other health issues. Um Yeah, the bacteria in your mouth are very pathogenic and it's fine if they stay put in your mouth, but if for some reason they get into your bloodstream, that's really really bad for your internal organs and it can happen very easily if you don't take care of your teeth because if you brush your gums and then your gums are not in good shape because of a lack of brushing your teeth on the regular and you tear them open, the bacteria and the gunk that live on your teeth can then go straight into your bloodstream and it's very dangerous. And I'm just giving you this advice because like t- I have so many terrible, horrible experiences around the holidays of people just like letting their self-care go a little bit because, you know, like whatever. And so you're going to overeat and indulge and like I'll take care of myself and get back in shape and take care of myself after the holiday or whatever. But now is not the time that you want to end up in the fucking hospital for anything 
that isn't COVID. Right. Because you will be right. triaged below the people who need COVID help. And so, like, you're here's a gen. Here's what it is. It's not even about brushing and flossing your teeth. Take extra care of yourself right now because getting sick and having to go to the hospital in the middle of a pandemic basically ensures a worse health com- outcome for you than if it would have happened otherwise. Right, right. Wash your hands and wear a mask <laughs> and brush your teeth and floss them every 12 hours or more frequently than that. I think that's a good tip. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's definitely um, a pretty easy thing to do, hopefully. Um I mean, I definitely struggle with remembering stuff like that, but I did. I think that's one of the habits that I was pretty successful at getting myself to do. I'm not very good at like at learning habits and like sticking to them, but um, flossing, like flossing. There's one. an opportunity here to like time it with your other biological rhythm. So like every time you poop, you should brush your teeth. <laughs> yes, right. Just really you should just... poop like at least once a day. Right. <laughs> or you might have to eat more fiber. Let's talk about that next time. <laughs> Let's talk... <laughs> I'm a huge proponent of fiber, like the stuff that you just mix into water, uh-huh. like Benafiber. That stuff's amazing. That stuff is get pretty great. Some. Yeah. I mean, you can get um, the psyllium husk powder you can get from Trader Joe's is very affordable. Um, yeah, super. Uh, and like, I don't know. I mean, the whole issue of going to Costco means that you have to pay a premium for membership there. So that's not necessarily cost effective. But how big of a bulk you can buy. Target has really good Target brand knockoff generic brand uh, Benafiber. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. So there you go, fiber blast yourself. I, that fiber re- blast <laughs> the bottom end and brush and floss the top end. If you, it makes me think of this story, I'll just quick story. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, so have you ever been to like a smoothie shop? So there's a smoothie shop called. Um, uh, dang, what is it called? Um, it doesn't matter. Smoothie shop. Smoothies for your butthole. Yeah, like you know, one of the big chain smoothie shops, and um, we like went in there. And uh, my friend John at the time was like, I think like he'd not really been in very many of them or something. And so I was like explaining to him, I'm like, yeah, like you can pick a flavor and then they're going to ask you like they have this like concept of boosts. So you could get like vitamin boosts and other things. And um, and one of them was like a fiber boost, which is usually what I got because it's like you get this like fruit sugary ice drink and it's like you know having a little fiber in there is going to go a long way so um mm-hmm. i'd always get the fiber one and um and john's like oh that sounds good too but then when they when they tell you your orders up they'd be like john blah 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 with fiber boost like really loud and so they like so everyone knows like what you got and john was just laughing he's like man if i were like sensitive about this he's like they might as well just be like you know a strawberry smoothie with colon blow like (laughs) (laughs) this man can't poop right (laughs) (laughs) everyone in here is now thinking about this man's poop exactly (laughs) god I am a huge fan of bran. I just like eating it. I love bran muffins. Love, love them. <laughs> yes, they're so good. They're so good. But like yeah. most people hate them because they're so boring and dense. And I'm like, but if you put them in the microwave and then melt butter on them. They taste amazing. They're amazing. Yes. Uh, I'll take any excuse for melted butter. Like, yeah. <clears throat> what's that? A piece of tree bark that you've been heated in the microwave sounds great right can i put butter on it all right in fact after this i may need to eat an eggo waffle with melty butter right (laughs) and then brush my teeth and floss them right afterwards 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like when you go to your dentist and the dentist is like, you're doing a really good job. I'm like, oh. Yes. No, I'm the same. Because <laughs> they're like the hardest people to please because it's like taking care of your cleath. 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 Taking care of your cleath. Yes. <laughs> requires a professional, honestly, because you can't see half of them. Right? How are you supposed to keep them clean when you can't see them? Yeah. And on my right side, I can't feel them either. So it's like, well, I hope I'm brushing in the right place. It looks like it from the mirror that only shows the side that I can see. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Um, yeah, it's weird. Basic healthcare like that makes such a big difference over time. Yeah. Yeah. Like the routine maintenance stuff. Like, don't. Oh, my God. So I had this friend who worked for VW. Yeah. <clears throat> and. A woman came in and had her car. She brought it in for whatever maintenance or whatever. And she had 40,000 miles on the car and uh-huh. it had never had an oil change. Yeah. And they were like, how is the engine even still just still going at this point? <laughs> right. And they're like, when was the last time you brought this in for an oil change? She's like, I didn't bring it in for an oil change. The car is brand new. And they're like, well, it was new 40,000 miles ago. Like, you've totally voided the warranty on this car (laughs) because you've never changed the oil in it. And it was like, I think he had said when he worked on it that the engine was knocking or something. But Oh, yeah. So it was kind of trashed. Like, See, like an oil change is no big deal. You're just... Pulling a plug, letting yeah. some shit drain out, putting the plug back in and pouring some more stuff in, right? Yep. And it's like, oh, no big deal. I'll just like put it off a little bit or a little bit. And then pretty soon, like your whole engine falls apart. This is the situation with your teeth. Yes. Yeah. It's like all you got to do is a little lube in there or, you know, in this case, like clean out the broken, the crap and then mm-hmm. run it again. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. All, all right. right. So well, tip for living well in hell, floss your teeth. Um Mm-hmm. fantastic okay i don't know that's all i got yeah go set a christmas tree on fire now oh yeah and then also um like please by all means contact us email us oh yeah email um, dana yeah email dana if you want to have comments on the show or you find like we're dragging on too much and you think we should get on with like actually talking about design um you can complain about that to dana d-a-n-a at fcbm.io you could also find us on Twitter, which is at FCBM underscore IO. Um, and we're on Instagram also, but nobody nobody does Instagram anymore. So Twitter. Um, <clears throat> right. Or or better yet, email directly and Dana will get you all sorted out and make sure we're in touch. And then also I think coming up, Dana is going right. to actually maybe start recording some of the podcast with us. So we'll get her we're take. We're going to make her do it. Yeah, we're gonna make her do it, and we'll get her take on um, on things like the war on Christmas and other more interesting yeah. things that maybe and even be are like Dana. If art. you were our true friend and executive assistant, yes. you would be on our podcast with us. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and we'll, then we're gonna surround her with family. Well, yeah, we'll surround and her by with that family. We mean guilt. Yes, we'll family her into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but family. But, but what family. about family? But Fantastic. Are we your family. Uh, God. Everybody out there should try this today. The the family to get what they want. Oh, to get what they want. I think mm-hmm. so. I would not disagree. I think that sounds appropriate. As soon as this correct. podcast is over, <laughs> you just you try this tactic on the first person you run into. Yes. Yeah. Just drop the butt family. Like as soon as you want them to do something they don't want to do, just say but family. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just the worst. T- we just aced the rest of your week for you. Yep. 
Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay.